This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. And now it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Bring on the weak-ass Phillies. I'm stoked, man. I am excited. Bring on those Phillies, baby. We got this matchup that we want. And I can't wait to talk about it today on the Buck Baloo Show. Glad you're with me. Monday through Friday, 10 to 11, here on The Fan. Got Road Dog Gillespie wearing his Bulldog colors. He's ready to go. And don't you know we're talking Wildcats and Bulldogs today. Derek Thomas, our fine engineer, in place, ready to go. And I believe he's fired up, too. DT has been down since that LDS loss a year ago. He's secretly been wanting the... Another shot at the the Philadelphia Phillies. And baby, we got it. How about that, brother? Man, I'm so relieved that we get another shot at these guys. Hoping last night they would go ahead and get it done so we could start to break it down. You're listening to 680, the home of the Braves. I'm live in the Battery, Atlanta. Also listen, uh, 680 AM, 93.7 FM, streaming at 680thefan.com. Click and watch and get that fan mobile app. I'm sure you've gotten the fan mobile app by now, driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. And then also, 10 o'clock hour, our sponsor for the 10... Brought to you by Dupree Plumbing. Go with the plumber I trust and save $50 off your next plumbing service at DupreePlumbing.com. All right, so we're locked and loaded today. Got the voice of the Braves, Ben Ingram, going to join me at 1020. We'll break down this Braves-Philly series. Chip Towers will be with me at 1035, Road Dog. Chip just checking in. And a big show lined up tomorrow, Chipper Jones, and hopefully David Pollock on the show tomorrow. So a lot to look forward to, both coming up in this hour and tomorrow's show. All right, let's get to the big take. Bucks Big Take. Bring on the Phillies. Delicious. The showdown between the National League East rivals is now officially set. Bring on the weak-ass Phillies. And you know what? I couldn't be happier. Time to avenge last year's LDS loss. Let's be real. The Braves are in much better shape than they were a year ago this time. Top of the rotation is in a much better place. With Cy Young Award winner to be Spencer Strider, healthy and full of confidence. Oh, that was really nice. Max Fried is fresh, strong, has his finger bonded, and is ready to go to battle. I mean, that's just the way we roll here. 
And if the series goes five, and I'm thinking sweep, but if the series goes five, Strider and Freed will get two starts. Can you say advantage Braves? That appears to be a huge advantage for us. Okay, so the first thing on the to-do list was to set the game times. And while I was stuck in traffic coming down on Georgia 400 southbound, the game times are set. 6.07 in game one, 6.07 in game two. So check the box on that one. All right, the second thing on the to-do list, set the roster. Specifically, the thing I'm looking at, set the bullpen roster. What is that going to look like? Full disclosure here, this is the one area that I'm a little concerned about. Mentor has got to be at the top of his game. Hand, Jimenez, and Yates have got to come through. Pierce Johnson, Jesse Chavez, we need you at your best. The Phillies pen is loaded, by the way. But I'm not scared. Baloo is confident. And you should be, too. Bring on the Phillies. It's the series we all wanted. Now let's go get the dang trophy. Let's go. I agree. Let's go. All fired up. Buck, I'm Jack, man. But, yeah, you can't help but it's it's so nerve-wracking to watch a team, your favorite team, play so well. Pardon me. Uh, all year long, and then Don't it comes tear down. Up now. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I won't get emotional till maybe Saturday. But um, yeah, I mean, just for instance, like the Rays. Rays, third or fourth best best record in the entire league. They their their postseason lasts all of 18 innings, and they're done. Um, it's 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 fickle. It's uh, it's nerve wracking, Buck. But this is what we live for. I cannot wait for this series. Yeah, let's uh, bring them on. Not scared of the Phillies. Not this time. 680 The Fan and the Braves, we got you covered from pregame to last pitch and from Truist Park. We're going to have you uh, ready to go each and every game of this series. Tune in all week as the fan covers your world champion Atlanta Braves. And uh, our team is locked and loaded and ready to go. We got all the play-by-play and the pre- and post-game coverage ready to go. And uh, hopefully you're lucky enough to have a ticket to one of the ball games. Look for 680 The Fan all over the battery as we broadcast live. All of your world championship coverage for the NLDS series. <clears throat> Sponsored by our great friends at Truist. Bringing you sponsoring all the coverage here on 680 The Fan. The never lose! <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder what those Mets fans would be doing. So the Mets fans typically are Jets fans. So, gosh, I'd, I'd hate to be them. This team is That would be no fun at all. But I hear Kincaid and the boys up there in Philadelphia are already talking smack. They're all over social media. That You know, that's the one thing Philly does uh, probably as well as anybody in the country is talk, 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 talk. That's what the boys in Philly do. They can talk with the best of them. We'll see if we can back uh, they, see if they can back it up. I don't believe they can. All right, so uh, Georgia, Kentucky coming up on. Oh, wow. So 6.07 start for the Braves. 
7 o'clock kickoff for Georgia and Kentucky. Oh, goodness. I mean, how are we going to do both at the same time? My goodness. Why does it have to go down like that? Hopefully Braves will be done. Get uh, Georgia, you give Georgia give your undivided attention there and at least a good part of the second half, oh, hopefully. Kidding, man. Like, you, better gonna... have, you better have two, two screens or Well, if you're a fan and you're, you're going to one of the games, you're going to miss the other one. Oh, yeah, that's why you, you're watching your phone. And typically, and if you're a Bulldogs fan, you're a Braves fan. If you're a Braves fan, typically you're a Bulldog fan. Talk about juggling. My goodness. And, uh, gosh, I was listening to some of the sports talk radio yesterday, and there was one local radio dude, and, you know, I won't get into, you know, who it was and, and what station he was on, but, you know, there was a lot of talk about uh, Kentucky being the real deal. Georgia better look out. And then we hear a lot about Georgia's schedule. The critics out there all over the Georgia schedule. Well, I wanted to mention right here and right now that the Kentucky schedule is really suspect, too. If you're impressed with Kentucky, let me run through the schedule they've had so far. They opened with Ball State. Then they played Eastern Kentucky, who actually led in the game going into the second quarter. What? Yeah, Cats were able to come back and win 28-17 against the Colonels of Eastern Kentucky. The who? Colonels. I've heard of Western Kentucky. I don't even know Eastern Kentucky. Yeah, Western Kentucky. They're the Hilltoppers. Hilltoppers. I know yeah. all about the Hilltoppers. Then in game three, the Kentucky Wildcats took down Akron. The 680 flag team could take down Akron. And then look at Kentucky after that. They got into SEC play, and Kentucky went to Nashville and took on Vanderbilt. <laughs> Beat them 45-28. And then the one game everybody's fixated on with Kentucky is the way they handled the Florida Gators, 33-14. Well, give them, a, give them a hand for the job they did against the Florida Gators. Taken down. I was actually pulling for pulling for Kentucky that game. So, are the Cats really the real deal? Based on that schedule, their only road game against Vanderbilt. Now they come to Athens and a sold-out Sanford Stadium. Under the lights, taking on the number one team in college football. Now, it's a reasonable question to ask. Can Kentucky elevate their performance level facing in a matchup against the number one team in college football? A team that they've lost 13 in a row to? A team that they are 4-33 and 33 all-time against? Can they get it done on the road under the lights at Sanford Stadium? Reasonable question to be asking. So are the Cats the real deal, as that local radio dude was saying yesterday? You know, last season, Kentucky got the season started 4-0. And, boy, they were riding high. They finished 7-6, and six, losing six out of their last nine games. Take a look at their schedule. That could be the same deal. 
in 2023, Road Dog. Last year, I remember there was a bunch of talk. The East, this is, this is going to come down yeah, to the East. Yeah, look out for Kentucky. And Tennessee was a factor, though, still. But it's going to come down to Kentucky. And we were going up there, and it was a week. And the dogs oh, have to travel to Lexington. And they're going to have to play in the elements. And then their fans didn't even show up for that game. I believe it was a noon kickoff. And their fans, it was probably one of the coldest games I've ever yeah. been around. And their fans didn't even Hold believe Hold on them. now. They're a threat. They're the real deal. Give me a break. And uh, Chip Towers will be with me, 1035. We'll continue to break down this Georgia-Kentucky matchup. Coming up next, though, back into the Braves with the voice of the Braves, Ben Ingram. And then we'll bounce through others, uh, some of the other big games out there. I've got a good feel about how this Texas-Oklahoma-Alabama-Texas A&M game's going to go. Those two ball games, I'll share that with you, too. You got the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. 3-2, there's a drive down the left field line towards the wall. Here comes something historic. It's a home run for Ronald Acuna. A laser beam into the first row. And it's home run number 40. He's fired up going around the bases. So is his team with a third base dugout. Ronald touches them all. And it's a season for the ages for Ronald Acuna Jr. Don't you just love it? Bring on the Phillies, baby. All our coverage here on the home of the Braves. 680 The Fan brought to you by Truist. So I was talking about it coming out in the big take today. We're in much better shape than we were a year ago. Taking on these boys from Philadelphia. Boy, they can talk with the best of them. And my big take was brought to you by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Let's go to the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Bring on the voice of the Braves, Ben Ingram. And, Ben, thank you for another great season of Braves baseball here on The Fan. You and the team, Joe Simpson, Jonathan Chadwick, and I know you had some folks filling in for Joe occasionally during the season. What another great job you guys have done this season for us. Thanks so much. Oh, man, it's our pleasure. And thanks for having me, Buck. It's been a fun season and hopefully an equally fun October and November. What a memorable regular season. Ben, you're going to remember this season for the rest of your life. Yeah, I think I think Joe put it in perfect words. We we're talking about all these records uh, for the team and individually, and he said you could be doing this job 10, 15, 20 years from now, and you'll still be referencing the 2023 team. You'll be saying this this hasn't happened, or a player hasn't done this since this guy in 2023, or this team hasn't done this since 2023. It really is a landmark year for the team. Uh, we're all excited for October. We're all excited for what could come. But I think we have to look back and appreciate six months of unforgettable baseball, uh, unforgettable moments. And it was so much fun to see 
the team do what they did, the records that they uh, achieved, and the individual records as well. Really historic. So we wake up, and the first box is checked uh, in this Phillies rematch. We get the game times came down uh, moments ago, 6.07, game one on Saturday, uh, tomorrow. Coming up Saturday, game two, uh, Monday, 6.07, so we can check those boxes. Now we need to get the roster set for this uh, matchup. And, and Ben, you know, as far as the roster goes, man, the only thing, the first thing I'm going to is, okay, what's that bullpen looking like? Yeah, definitely. And those rosters are due tomorrow. Um, I, I think the bullpen is going to be so important. It really is. I mean, this is a team that can put up good numbers in the bullpen, uh, but you need everybody to be clicking together. And when it comes to the back end of your pen and, and bridging it back to your starter, obviously you start with Rossell Iglesias and feel good there, but you need A.J. Mentor and you need uh, Pierce Johnson and, and you need Joe Jimenez and others to be outstanding. Um, I think back on the 2021 team and the team that went all the way, and sure, they had clutch moments and timely hits and good starting pitching, but the bullpen was incredible. Um, Tyler Matzik had just one of, the, one of the more legendary postseasons you've ever seen, and it took those types of numbers, those types of performances to achieve it all. And I think that's what you're hoping for for this bullpen and uh, the guys who will be linking your starter to uh, Russell Iglesias to hopefully for the last three outs. And we, uh, we're in much better shape with our rotation as I look at it, too. A year ago this time, Spencer Strider had that oblique. He hadn't pitched in a month. And got beat up in game uh, three, as I recall, up in Philadelphia. So I know he's going to be motivated, locked and loaded. Max Freed apparently is okay with the finger. Uh, they bonded that thing, uh, I guess, with the exhibition, the intra-squad scrimmage. He came out of that okay. So I'm feeling good about the idea. If the series does go five, we're going to get to hand the ball to those guys twice. Yeah, that, that's exactly the, the benefit of this whole thing with the extra off days, Buck. And I feel like... To your point, you're you're certainly in better shape now on the mound, at least from a starting pitching rotation, than you were this time last year. Max Breen was sick. He was down 15 pounds. He just wasn't 100%, nowhere near it. Spencer Strider, like you mentioned with the oblique, a guy who's been dominant in his career versus the Phillies, he wasn't 100%. You, you had Charlie and you had Kyle Wright. Um, and at that time of the year, I don't think either one of those guys would say that they were where they wanted to be, although Kyle did get a win. It, it was great to see... Um, this team feeling better about where they are from a rotational standpoint than where they were a year ago. I think for me, that what gives me confidence with Max, let's start with him, he said that if, if he had to have gone in the last week of the season, he could have. But that was the benefit of clinching back in the second week of September is that you didn't have, you could line this up the way that you wanted um, and you can give guys off when you wanted them to. So if he had to go, they could have he could have gone, but he didn't have to, so there was really no reason to. Um, so you continue to rest him and get that finger back to where it needs to be. And then for Spencer Strider, he's definitely 100%, a guy that has, like we said, has had dominant numbers in his career versus the Phillies. So if, if you can get out of five games, you get four starts from those two guys, and what you're asking for is for, of those four, find a way to win three of them. And you're hoping that Spencer and Kyle in four starts can combine for three wins. Um, and then when, if you can do that and you advance to the championship series, then you get a little bit healthier, hopefully, and bringing Charlie Morton back into the fold. Hopefully that finger's coming along fine and he'd be ready to go. But first things first, and I think it's really going to be on your two aces and, and how they perform. Of course, offensively, gosh, we, we've had a season, as we just spoke about, to remember so many guys having huge seasons. Look at the Phillies. No Reese Hoskins, a really clutch player for them a year ago. 
and we've got Acuna back at 100%, having one of the great seasons we've ever seen. A year ago, it just wasn't Ronald Acuna Jr. So I'm, I'm hoping he's going to be the X factor this time around. I think so, Buck. I, I was having a conversation about this series yesterday and how these teams stack up top to bottom of the order. And, and Snit has made the comparison before. He's told me many times. He said, these, these Phillies, this lineup, they remind me of us. Uh, but with the depth that they have, the home run potential that they have, the power that they have, I would say they're not quite as deep as the Braves, uh, but who is? I mean, this is a lineup that one through nine has been historically great, but that doesn't really take anything away from the Phillies. They're a very deep lineup. They can hit homers. The biggest difference to me is the guy at the top of the Braves. You have the best player on the planet, in my opinion, and Ronald Acuna. You have the most dynamic player in this series, and, and I feel like you can kind of match other guys toe-to-toe. Um, you know, the Phillies would say, well, we have Bryce Harper. The Braves have Matt Olson, who just led the league in homers and RBIs. And you go all the way down the list. But the guy to me who stands out is Ronald. And, and it, it's not just Ronald, it's a motivated Ronald. And I don't want to say that he hasn't been motivated, but he's a guy who knows that he has a lot to prove. I, I think it has stuck with him all year, the conversation that he had with Eric Young uh, this offseason, where EY told him it's not enough for everybody to know that you're the most talented player on the planet. You have to go out there and show it every single day. And given that he didn't get to play in the World Series in 2021, and given that he wasn't 100% in 2022, just look at the numbers. He has made this year his year the numbers are incredible uh every single month has been amazing so i don't think october or november would be any different for ronald i think he goes into it with the same amount of of fury that he has the last six months and and shows the world why he's the best player in the game ben uh, these two fan bases electric these uh games here at truest park are gonna just be uh you know just gonna be so awesome to be a part of here you know the braves country showing up big packing the house making it electric at the ballpark and then going to philly is going to be the same way this is going to be exciting truly and and i hear people say all the time about how intimidating philly can be or how intimidating la can be the crowds are so loud i say that our stadium can be equally as loud i've seen this this fan base uh, just record 54 sellouts and 81 home games this year, which is amazing. I know these games will be sold out. It'll be loud. It'll be raucous. I love those environments, whether it's home or away. I think for what it does uh, for us when we're bringing our listeners the game, it adds so much. And, and just being right in the middle of that fury, being in the middle of that chaos, I love it as a broadcaster. Uh, so to me, this, a series like this is a dream come true. And, and I think the fan base would say the same because it is a rivalry. And, and it does heighten what is about to take place in a best-of-five series. So I know that fans will feel that. They'll be in the seats and they'll pack it out. They'll be there early and they'll be loud. And that's what they need. Boy, it sounds like you're ready to make the call right now, Ben. And I tell you what, you know what? Uh, these uh, these Braves players, and I don't expect to hear this through the media, but any competitor would be motivated by the way the season ended a year ago. You get another shot at these guys. Do you believe that's a factor, even though we probably won't hear them voice that? I 100% believe that's a factor. I, I, I'm right there with you. I don't think anybody would say that into a microphone. Uh, but just put yourself in their shoes and just knowing what that felt like. I mean, last year's team won 101 games, and, and I think we all watched them 
exhaust the, the last drops of their fuel in that Mets series just to win the division. And by the time they got to the postseason, uh, with the injuries to the pitching staff and so on, the Phillies were the hot team. And they took advantage of a team in the Braves that weren't 100% on the mound. It's a different story this year. And I think it'd be easy for a Braves player to look at, into it and say, okay, number one, they were a rival anyway. But number two, this is a team that eliminated us last year when we weren't 100%. Now we feel like we are. Uh, I think it was cer- certainly sweet for this team this year to clinch the division on the Phillies' home field. And I think they'd like another celebration if they can find a way to, to lock this thing up before the fifth game. I think that would be terrific to have two celebrations in Philly within a month of each other. But uh, I think there's certainly a motivating factor there to some unfinished business from being put out by these guys last year. I can't wait. Ben, again, thanks for a great season calling the Braves action with the team, Joe Simpson and Jonathan Chadwick, and we so look forward to the call here in the LDS. Thanks for your insight, buddy. You got it, Buck. Thank you. Ben Ingram joined us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Coming up in the final segment of the show, going to let Infinity of Gwinnett drive the content. And uh, it's presented by our good friends at Infinity of Gwinnett. Empower the talk. Empower the drive. Let's talk a little college football, baby. Another big weekend. I'm looking forward to it. How about you? We'll get to Georgia, Kentucky coming up here in just a moment with Chip Towers. Covers the uh, Bulldogs on a daily basis at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. A couple of big, big games. We uh, talked about Alabama-Texas A&M. We'll get to that in just a moment. I wanted to talk briefly about Texas and Oklahoma. Now, going to be in the SEC. This is our last Red Red River rivalry in the Cotton Bowl uh, in the Big 12 as they join the SEC moving forward. Oklahoma just got drilled in this game last season. How embarrassing was that for the Oklahoma Sooner fan? You got beat by the Longhorns 49 to nothing. The worst blowout loss in that rivalry's history. And their comeback wanting some more. Coming up Saturday at noon, noon kickoff, ESPN game day is going to be on the scene. This is the 119th meeting between the Sooners and the Horns. And uh, Texas coming in riding high. Oklahoma undefeated also. So I'm sure they're feeling better about their chances. Their quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, did not play in the game a year ago. He's playing at such a high level. He's at the top of his game this year. Completing 74% of his passes, 15 touchdowns, two interceptions. This guy manages the game as well as any quarterback in college football. But Texas and their def- their defensive line is absolutely loaded. Loaded up on that D-line. This Byron Murphy, one of the top defensive linemen you're going to see play this year, really dominated against Alabama earlier this season in their victory over the Tide. Can the Sooners block the front four for Texas? That is the big question in this game, if the Sooners are going to hang in there. Now, you know about the the Texas Longhorn offense. They are balanced. They are talented. They got a quarterback that's elevated his game in Quinn Ewers. He got rid of the mullet. He's more serious. He's in better shape. He's playing at a higher level. They're averaging 36 points a game. Oklahoma on defense, Brent Venables, they got embarrassed a year ago. They played lousy defense. Well, they're back playing at a high level defensively. Number four in scoring. 
Number five in turnover margin. Number 10 in third down defense. I'm sure they're more confident coming into this matchup. And make no mistake, the winner saw one of the computerized sites out there saying the winner of this game, 70% chance you make the college football playoffs. Texas favored by six and a half. And if I was a betting man, I'd give up those six and a half, and I would take the Texas Longhorns in this game. We'll make picks tomorrow, but I thought I'd give you an early start on that one. But Oklahoma has finally decided, after 20, 30 years, finally decided to play some defense out there. So, Yeah, that's what Venables is all about, man. Mm-hmm. He turned around that Clemson program. Dabo gets all the credit, but Venables was the main factor in getting that done. All right, the the big one out in College Station, uh, SEC West matchup, Alabama and Texas A&M. The winner will take control of the SEC West. And the key matchup is going to be that tied offensive line trying to handle the Aggies' defensive line. Uh, talk about Texas having a loaded-up defensive line. Might be the best in the country. Texas A&M. One of the best also. One of the top defensive lines in college football. The Tide has got to run the ball if they're going to win this game. They can't rely on Milrow standing back in the pocket and throwing the football if they're going to win in College Station against this Texas A&M team. Now, here's the thing. And I was wondering about it coming into the season. Jimbo Fisher has got a quick fuse. And he hired Bobby Petrino to come be his offensive coordinator. And I just had to wonder how that was going to work out. Dirty old man. It's worked out really well is what uh, surprisingly has worked out really well so far. Look, Petrino will have a game plan put together that will give A&M their best shot to take down Alabama. And I believe that Max Johnson at quarterback – And this particular matchup is better than the one they would have had with uh, Wegman as the quarterback. He's injured out for the season. Max Johnson has taken over. Max Johnson is smart. He's accurate with the football. And he's going to have a great game plan against this tough Alabama defense. Roll down tide. Alabama going into College Station, a three-point favorite. Texas A&M with Petrino dialing up the plays and Max Johnson at quarterback and a really good defense. I like Texas A&M in this game. I would take the three points and take Texas A&M. We'll see how I feel about it coming up tomorrow. All right, let's get to the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25, 24, sideline, 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Let's go back to the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line and bring on friend of the show, longtime beat writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution covering our Georgia Bulldogs. By the way, we're the sports talk home of the Bulldogs, 680 The Fan. Chip, thanks so much for making time for us, man. Oh, oh no problem at all. Uh, Buck, 
Love to do it. <laughs> All right. So last week, uh, Georgia goes on the road and takes down, uh, takes down Auburn in a, uh, a game that was really close and highly competitive and I think Georgia got better in that game, but I'm a little worried about the run defense, Chip. Uh, the counter concept that Auburn was running, Hugh Freeze had a great plan. They got on the edge. They used the quarterback running the ball a little bit. And Kentucky comes in here with a more physical brand of a, a running attack. I'm guessing Muschamp and Schumann and Kirby, they've been busy coaching up this Georgia defense this week. Yeah, they have, Buck, and, and coaching up that counter in particular that you're talking about, uh, you know, Auburn just, you know, I, I, I started to say they just hammered Georgia with it. I mean, just, it, it, Georgia wasn't hemorrhaging yards all day, but that's where they got their big plays, you know, either on the uh, quarterback keep or, or given to the uh, running back on that counter play. And, listen, that is an absolute uh, pillar of what, uh, you know, Kentucky does. In fact, if you go back and look at the – Florida game this past weekend when they ran for 329 yards, a lot of that was on a on a counter or a counter concept with Ray Davis going to the left or the right, reading the the blocks of uh, you know pulling pulling guards and and uh, tight ends and such. So yeah, Georgia's got to shore that up and uh, and and they'll try to uh, for sure. Now uh, whether it's a personnel issue, that's kind of the big question right now. Is it you know are they missing beer? Bear Alexander, uh, certainly they're missing Jalen Carter and some of those other guys. But a lot of the guys up front are back from last year, and they have a lot of mileage on them. Uh, they've played a lot, a lot of experience. Um, so whether it's just a uh, schematic thing, an effort thing, y you know, we're going to find out Saturday night. All right, so let's look at the Georgia offense for a moment here. Uh, really, uh, I've been so impressed with Carson Beck and his decision-making. He's been consistently good, making uh, good decisions. Uh, the run game, uh, look, uh, with the running back spot, has been banged up a little bit. I, I think in this particular matchup, uh, Kentucky really good up front. Uh, Deion Walker and that front four look good. That front seven impressive against the run game. I think this is a real opportunity for Georgia to make them pay by overplaying the run, by taking some shots down the field, especially off the run-action fake. Lad McConkey back in there making an impact a week ago. You got Brock Bowers to get the ball to. And what happened to Arian Smith? I think this is an opportunity to utilize the speed that he has to maybe get behind that secondary and hit some explosive plays with Arian. Yeah, remember Arian Smith? Actually, that's a good point. Disappeared last week. That. Yeah, you know, the, one of the issues is he plays the same position as Lad McConkey, and, um, you know, they're so different, right? I mean, Arian is just, you know, pure speed, you know, and, and, and nobody can run with him. But, you know, the thing is you just can't, lay, you know, line up out there and run deep every time. If they know that, you know, they're going to play off of you. They're going to be able to, to, to take care of it. And, uh, yeah, I think we saw last week with Lab McCaw, he has four catches for 38 yards and three of them are first down catches on third down conversions. I mean, you know, he's just brilliant uh, at, at reading the defense, knowing where the soft spot's going to be and getting there, you know, and, and, uh, and him and Carson got a little bit of chemistry. Uh, I think going back to, you know, throwing all summer and all last spring and everything else. So they're certainly different when McConkey is in there. He's not a hundred percent back. Uh, but you'd love to see Aaron go deep. And I, I agree with you, but it, Georgia's got 
a lot of problems this year, right? And a lot of imperfections, I would put it. But I don't I don't think quarterback or offense is really the problem at all. I mean, you've had the issues that you've had at running back unbelievably thin, as thin as I've seen it in a long time. But the, Georgia's a passing team this year. If you look at it, they're throwing the ball 52% of the time. Um, you know, they're putting a good bit of air under uh, a lot of those, too. I mean, you know, it's not really reflective uh, uh, necessarily in the in the uh, yards per air stat. But, I mean, you got guys running open in the middle of the secondary and then turning them into long game. Georgia's kind of throwing short to go long, and, and they're doing a great job. Obviously, you can do that when you got a guy like Brock Bowers, who's yards after catch, may set some kind of NCAA record this year. But I, I think that's the way you beat uh, Kentucky. I don't think it's very complicated. I mean, they come in here with the number five rush defense in the country. They're number 46 against the pass. You got a good passing attack. I think you'll see Georgia use it Saturday night. Should be a great atmosphere under the lights at Sanford Stadium. And I'm hearing a lot of these college football analysts this week saying, hey, Kentucky's the real deal. And it seems like we hear that almost every year. Uh, a year ago, they were 4-0, and we took them down uh, up in Lexington. That was a tough, rugged game, 16-6. to I think we'll see a little more scoring in this one. Uh, Chip, how, how do you think this one's going to go? Well, I th- it's a bad matchup for Georgia. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, you know, there's no question about that. When you just see how well they run the football and their ability to stop the run, you know, those are two fundamentals that you hear about Georgia all the time on their side of the field is, is to run the ball and be able to stop the run. I don't think they do either one of those as well as usual. And Kentucky comes in doing that at a – uh, you know, at an excellent rate, at an excellent level. So, you know, that, you know, if you, I think Georgia has to be careful not to sort of engage Kentucky in a man ball battle Saturday night, right? You know, to say, well, we can do the tough stuff better than you can. I, I think you need to advance the ball, uh, you know, any way you can. But you're actually, but you're right. It seems that this is the narrative all the time with Kentucky. They come in here 4 0, 5 0. Not necessarily starting with Georgia, but it seems like midway in the season, the last several years, they've kind of spun off the rails. You, you know, you talk to Kirby Smart, you just hear it in his voice. Listen to what Kirby Smart's comments and the way he talks about Mark Stoops. He has a lot of appreciation for Mark Stoops and the program. In fact, he, he's referred to him more as Mark Stoops' team than he has the Kentucky Wildcats this week. So, you know, they're, they're definitely, he has a lot of respect for them. He loves the way they play. You know, they're going to try to uh, grind it out, limit possessions, and uh, be a thorn in the side for Georgia, and they have the potential to be that. Chip Towers, he's covering the Bulldogs like nobody else. Check him out, AJC.com. Chip, thanks so much for the insight, brother. Thanks for jumping on today. All right. See you Saturday. Chip Towers, man, he's working it. Hey, enjoying uh, 680 The Fan and the Harris Tailgate Central Series returns to Athens coming up Saturday with another free tailgate. And as uh, Georgia gets ready to take on Kentucky, party's going to get underway at 3.30. Uh, location right behind the Athens Banner Herald next to the Classic Center on Thomas Street in East Clayton. Going to have complimentary libations from Corona, Jim Beam, the long drink, free food from Bojangles, and live music from all that. Thanks to Harris Cherokee Casino and Resort, the long drink, Jim Beam, Corona, Body Armor, Flash IV, and Bojangles. Get your free tickets now at 680thefan.com slash tailgatecentral. Now remember, 
you got to be 21 or have a fake ID to be able to get in. DT, you've had a few of those fake IDs through well, the years. Buck, we're not supposed to encourage the kids of that. Um, <laughs> well, you know it's going to happen. Might have done a little tailgating pre-21. This has been going on for decades. All right, coming back on the other side, I got the X factor in this Braves Philly series, and I can't wait to share it with you. You got the Buck Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. There he goes. 2-1 is outside. Go down to second base, head first slide, and he's in there. A stolen base for Ronald Acuna, his second of the game, his 72nd of the season. And he's now tied Otis Nixon for the most steals in a single season in the franchise's history. I'm so excited. Bring on the Phillies, baby. Time for our Infinity of Gwinnett Control the Content segment. Bring on the weak-ass Phillies. And I want to talk to you about the X Factor in this Braves Phillies series. And the X Factor, the definition of the X Factor, in case you don't know, a special talent. In any given situation, could have significant impact on the outcome. I think Marvel uh, uses this all the time. The X Factor. Who is the Braves' X Factor? Ronald Acuna Jr. Now, in the LDS against the Phillies last year, Ronald was a non factor. Five for 15, only one extra base hit, no RBI, no stolen bases. In games three and four up in Philadelphia, he went one for eight with four strikeouts. And, and look, Ronald wasn't at his best a year ago. But now one year later, Acuna's 100% healthy, full of confidence, coming off one of the greatest seasons of all time. Totally motivated to bounce back against the Phillies and lead this team to the World Series title. He hits Wheeler. He hits Nola. He hits Kimbrell. The X Factor, Ronald Acuna Jr. Let's get to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. Going to end the show with some high school football chat. Uh, Real quick here, Valdosta Lounge, the showdown coming up. Tomorrow night is the Wintersville Classic, and it brings back so many great memories. And, and one of the most difficult losses I've, era, I've ever experienced came my senior year. We lost to Lounge 7-2 at their place. It was the first time that Valdosta had ever lost to Lounge. And I can't tell you what a gut punch that was. Still hadn't gotten over it. But looking back, as we all do on life's biggest disappointments, you realize how it made you tougher, how it motivated you to improve and get better. That year, we reset, 
and we made a run to the state championship. And then we came back later in the year, beat Lowndes, took them down, and won the state baseball championship. Life lesson, those big disappointments out there. Hope you'll join 680 The Fan in support of the Leukemia Lymphoma Society's Light the Night, Saturday, 730 at Piedmont Park, a 1.5-mile walk. Register yourself, your team, your company. Go to lightthenight.org or donate any amount of money. Go to 680thefan.com slash LLS. And our Friday night football game of the week, speaking of high school, on Extra 106.3 Walton at North Cobb. Get all the action right here on The Fan. Nick and Chris coming up next. Have a great rest of the day. Bring on the Phillies, baby. Thank you, bud. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.